You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Good evening. Uh, I'm saying good evening for a change. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 21, the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Uh, you join us Tuesday night, and there's no much happened, has there been tonight, no? No, it's been quite late. Yeah, I think I've slept through it. Well, you said you had a power nap, bye. You've been sleeping, I've been ironing, that's pretty much it. So thanks for listening to the Scottish Ironing podcast. So, it's the first podcast in December. Uh, I'm going to start, I've not said it, no ask for a while, what are you drinking? Uh, Stuff that's not strong enough. (laughs) I'm in the Dillard Orange juice. (laughs) Dillard Orange juice. John? I've just finished tea. Right. I've got a nice I've got a nice cheeky Merlot because did did either of you got an advent calendar? No. no. Just for the wee man, but not for us, no. Oh, aye. The wee man's the wee man's got about five or something. No, he's not got five. He's got he's got more than one. So, <laughs> so sometimes I get a chocolate from Lockie. <clears throat> so I in our house, generally folk got an advent calendar apart from me because I don't like chocolate, don't like sweet stuff. But the wife has played one this year. I got a wind advent calendar. Nice. So, 24 balls of wind. I can't, the only thing is I cannot open up in the morning. I can't have it in the morning. Otherwise, I may get into trouble at work. Um, but yeah, a wind advent calendar. So, no bad. Um, so, I charity bet. We, we got a double. We won both our bets. Now, I think last week I said we probably won't get a smaller win than £11. Mm-hmm. But now we managed it. Uh, Loving games, ten hours pure game called off. Dundee United, so a single Dundee United won, returned eight pound seventy. <laughs> um, so yeah, we managed to to get an even smaller amount. Um, however, we had a bit of confusion about who the first goal scorer bet was, mainly because I, I was drinking too much wine last week. Um, so try not to maybe drink as much this week. At first, I tweeted that Lawrence Shankland was our pick. Uh, but it was actually Craig Moore and Craig Moore scored first and added another £36 to the pot so we are already over the £400 mark at £439.67 so we might get to 500 by the end of the year but nice. I never know it's certainly been a, a good first half of the season for us well that's us four four weeks in a row with one Something. Yeah, we've we've won four in a row. That's better than Rangers. It is indeed. Aye. Uh, Aye. Well, which maybe moves us on to be talking about that straight away. Maybe as well because the games are kind of bunched together. So I'm assuming we're going to go back to yeah. midweek last week. Yes, last midweek. Um, so I was last week. I was quite excited about the fact that I was going to the Aberdeen Rangers double header. Uh, I take back what I said about <laughs> saying that. Obviously, yeah, I did say it might come back to bite me in the arse uh, about the fact that I poor Rangers team. We should be taking care of them because, yeah, as as they used to say in Eurovision, no plans, no plans. Not only came back to bite you in the arse, I think it took big chunks. Aye, it's like I can still walk. <laughs> The way we were shafted, uh, and look, and look as if we're going to be shafted even further. Um, the games, it's, we may as well talk about your kind of thing because breaking tonight bought about twenty-five past seven. Aberdeen released a short statement to say that Rangers have approached Aberdeen for permission to speak to McInnes. Aberdeen have said no, basically. Um, I preferred Pie and Bovril wherever by was basically the wee boy chatted at the door. Uh, <laughs> as your daughter, we want to ask your daughter out. And Dad's told him to do one. I was quite clever. Sadly, sad, sadly, in this case, I think the boy might get might get what he wants in the end. You mean he's going to shell me up with rain pipe next? <laughs> well, as I said earlier, we've already been shafted, so um, a further shafting is on the cards. I think I can't imagine now, after all this time, so what, six weeks, that Rangers are asking for permission without pretty much. I say I think that it's happening. 
I know it's been obviously mm-hmm. Aberdeen have said no just now, but I don't. I think Rangers have had enough issues this season, the past few seasons, whereby they'll just look ridiculous if it comes around that McInnes does end up not going. I think questions I have to like be asked as to why they've think, asked think... after the two games. That seems yeah, a little it's... unusual. Yeah, yeah I don't know if it's a, a deliberate play knowing that the two games were coming up um, to try and unsettle Aberdeen by feeding everything through the media. And But to be fair to them, it, it works in terms of the two games last week. Um, although, as much as you can say that it unsettled Aberdeen, the players have still got to do a job and the manager's still got to pick a team. Um, so you can't put everything down in the speculation fact is the last two games that were dreadful. No, but um, I, I, I don't yeah, think what? I don't think the decisions in the game at Ibrox helped either. Um, no. I, I, no, no doubt. Penalty was a penalty, if I think. Go back, yeah, if you go back to the, certainly, yeah, the game itself, I penalty, when I kind of saw it at first, I didn't think it was a penalty. Seeing the replay, yeah, uh, was a penalty. But the game itself, out-thought, out-thought. Uh, mm-hmm. Rangers, or Murphy, I should say, very clever, put McCrory into midfield. Um, at first, actually, I thought we were playing three at the back, the same as what we were doing, but they weren't. Turned out McCrory was playing in midfield. I, I don't know why McInnes played three at the back, because again, it's been really successful for us. It's not often it's it's happened, whereas when we were hitting a good wee bit of form earlier, we had O'Connor protecting Arison and McKenna. That went out the window. The, the, the defence just had no protection. We again, like we do in, in these games against Rangers and Celtic, gave Rangers far too much respect, gave them too much time in the ball, and they were picking, it, picking us off at ease. Um, the main issues in the first half were coming between McKenna and Considine, with Tavernier or whoever, Jack at times was getting in there, we just didn't know how to cope with it. Um, and yeah, by the time it was 2-0 up, it was too late to change it, we were pretty much out of the game. Um, really disappointing. It's, yeah, just I don't know. I, I don't think you can question character. I think you can just say that oh, a bit like the Motherwell game didn't turn up, but you can't have a full team not turning up. That, that's what makes it weird. And I think just the players are not comfortable playing that formation. So you've got to put that down to McInnes. As much as you say, oh, it's practiced in the training ground, it's obviously not been that way executed. Yeah, correct. I mean, I, I, the thing that got me was that we had three wingers. Um, and two of them were on the bench and one of them was in the stand so that's a vote of no confidence in the wingers that we've got um, and Gary McKay even when he came on showed in 30 seconds that if you get it to Avenir, he is um, very suspect defensively yeah, definitely arguably there could have been a pit I'm not overly sure if it was a convincing enough case but um, you know at that point you're, you're chasing the game 2-0 down and yeah. We handed an initiative to Rangers that night with that team selection. It was an opportunity for us. Rangers were obviously down from the previous two results. This was yeah, an opportunity for us to go there and win. And we played into their hands. And But to be fair, I'll give credit with you. Rangers did get their tactics right. And um, you know, a couple of subtle changes like McCrory in midfield, as you said. Um, and having Windass and Miller and Penna all you know, rotating about in the front three was very effective. And we couldn't go we made it far too easy though for Rangers. That was the most we disappointing did. thing. Yeah. You can, you can, you can. I wouldn't say you can accept getting beat, but you can at least go right. They've put in a performance, and yeah, they've got beat because just on the day weren't weren't good enough. But I mean, it was it wasn't even a contest, right. uh, which was so disappointing. You, you could say there was a few kind of wee decisions here and there, maybe went against us, but maybe I felt we were fortunate. Maybe Shani stayed on. Don't know. I've not seen the the incident. Uh, but certainly you've got an incident Kenny Miller Elbow and Christie I think Alves probably should have been booked before he got booked things like that but yeah Rangers third goal was offside I know uh, yeah third goal was offside but we never create, we never created off as soon as the lineup was announced I messaged you John we both said oh it just doesn't look good the fact we're playing with no win because that was the thing we both said before the game said to other people go a bit of win attack their full backs we can certainly get at them. Yeah, just far too easy. Considine was supposed to be playing as like a left wing back, well, I don't know, maybe a left full back, offered no protection to McKenna at all. So I can't, I, I don't blame McKenna 
for the fact that they were getting in behind so much. I think Considine just don't know what he was doing. Shea Logan, I think, uh, no, through any fault of his own, it's just because of the way it went, hardly even touched the ball. And I think that was because Rangers were just attacking down the other side. Um, you spoke as well, John, about Windass. Windass in both the games I thought was superb. He, he'd been a right good form since Marty took over. But changing him to being playing through the middle, Rangers weren't actually playing by an eye striker as such. They, they took turns. As, um, so again, hats off to Marty for that. Um, they needed a big reaction and they got it. Whereas Aberdeen should have been up for the fight. Aye, definitely. There's no, um, there's no getting away from it. And then you move on to Sunday. Um, I thought the team selection looked better on Sunday, but you were expecting a, better, a, yeah. a better reaction. I mean, the only positive you can say we didn't play as bad as we did at Ibrox, but this performance is still nowhere near good enough. You know, we needed intensity in our game. Left. Yeah, we needed an uh, intensity in our game, and there was just none of that at all. And for a game we get for an Aberdeen Rangers game, I was really disappointed in Aberdeen's approach in both matches. Yeah, we at least changed the system. Uh, obviously, Stuart Wright and Rooney came in, which was good. It, all, all pretty much because there was no much other option. Christie was obviously suspended because of the daft red card. Tansy and uh, Mackay Stephen both injured. Shape was a bit better, but again, midfield, there was just no protection. I don't think it helped as well. Shinny got booked early on. If Shinny gets booked early on, he can't play his natural game. Um Something I think that needs to be addressed a wee bit because he is picking up a lot of yellow cards. I know Last you're playing him out of the park, but it's caught, it's it, is, it does become a problem, um, and that's where again I think having O'Connor in there would have helped a wee bit because at least then you can take turns at uh, kind of getting stuck He's... in. There was there was just nothing at all. McLean's not going to get stuck in, um, and again no other just no other protection. I thought the, the game was ideal for to change it back and put O'Connor in. Um, should say as well early on the the, the right was on the wall kind of Rangers had chances um, but then died Josh Windass went with that dive that was pathetic shocking wasn't even close <laughs> was to the jewelers, was it yeah no. the, the thing is I mean he didn't his reaction told it all he, he didn't even complain about the yellow no. card and that tells you everything um, and I know some people have been saying he should get banned for that well He's, the the punishment's already been dished out, you know. He's tried to con the yeah, referee, he's not but fell yeah, for it's, it. It's, it's, it's the weird thing about it. Yeah. If, if you if you correctly con the referee, you get a worse uh, ban than you do if you don't con the ref. Which it's, it, it kind of seems fair <laughs> in a bizarre sort of way. So like you rubbish at this, so you just get booked, but you're really good at conning the ref, so you get a, a more severe punishment. Uh, the, the punishment uh, comes from if you've actually managed to con the referee. Yeah. Um, which is right because that's what they're effectively trying to do um, to get advantage but um, the fact he didn't complain but uh, the defending that the, the first goal was, was shocking I mean yeah, Constantine should be picking up goal. yeah definitely um, Constantine should be picking up Wilson but then he's in a bit of a bad situation because there's someone else around the back who's he supposed to go to um, so he's not helped by the lack of marking I mean it's it was just a terrible goal to lose and Good head about Wilson, to be fair. Yeah, even after that, though, even after that, though, as well, Rangers had another chance and again. Windass getting in behind, and our defence just could not cope with that at all. Um, did a kind of save just not long before half time, and then what? Kenny Miller had a chance as well. Just, I, I don't understand again why we sat off Rangers. You should think the license should have been learned from the first, the first game. Yeah, the bus, I, mean, I think it's not. It's not because I don't think Rangers are that superior on the ball, like in terms of quick moving or anything like that. I just think it must be a tactic that they've said set off them. Trying yeah. but, but we can't do we can't do that now. We used to be able to do that, but we don't have the pace to do that. We don't have the likes of Hayes. We don't have McGinn. I mean, that, that's one thing that I think has been a massive thing over the last few games. Notice I mean, there's virtually no pace in that team. Um, yeah. Scott Wright offers a bit a bit there um, obviously but he had an indifferent game um, on Sunday with Scott with Scott right I think it doesn't help that we play him on the left hand side and you know for, for me I would rather have Scott right on the right side on his stronger foot having the right um, go at the 
they're posting full back because I think he can get down the outside whip a few balls in I don't think he's comfortable yeah. coming inside um, the thing is we needed someone to I mean he did get by Tavernier the one time he tried it but then he's not comfortable in his left foot um, yeah a lot of times we always get his ball with a bat, his bat to go and didn't really have much chance to do much but. yeah um, I mean a lot has been made of the front too uh, look, Rooney's not been playing well and May's hardly scored goals either um, but they're not getting any sort of service. I mean, Rudy Special has been missing Hazen McGinn. Um, you know, because that was a dream for him, having the balls coming in um, you know, on a frequent basis. But his, I think Stuart showed glimpses of that, ha- having a couple, he had a couple of not bad balls in the box, but he didn't do it often enough. There was a couple of times he came in his left foot and then he didn't know what to do. But I think part of that as well is he's not been getting a regular game. And this yeah, is definitely. what's been the problem since the start of the season. McInnes has chopped and changed far too often. I mean, you think to last season it was the same and then he went with a set of 11 and things got better. But this season, definitely. it's holes reversed. <laughs> definitely. The situation with me as well, I think, on the other night at Ibrox especially, I think he tries to do too much that he doesn't need to do. But if he's playing as a sole striker, really he should be... That should be his focus, staying in that kind of central area. I think he kind of goes into positions he doesn't need to, because there's other players that will come for that or do things. Mm-hmm. So that's frustrating. I thought it might work out a wee bit better on Sunday when he was maybe playing a more with John Rowe, but again, didn't work out. We didn't have much option on the bench to kind of change things as well. Um, and some of signings just haven't worked out mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. But then, no, it's not clicked. But then we get a moment which I think it was probably the most enjoyed moment of the day. Ryan Jack gets sent off. Um, part of my villain. It's a correct decision. Uh, is it? Yeah. It does, well, go, it does do go, in the, it does go, do, go through. What do you want him to do? The ankle. I, I don't think it's even a challenge. I think he's he's got the ball. Uh, and he's, it's part of the motion of kicking the ball that kind of comes down in May. I, I think it's accidental. Maybe, maybe he kind of got me your studs, Sean. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the thing. So he, he gives it the referee's decision to make. I don't think necessarily maybe it was the worst challenge, but I think as soon as you go and let that studs in, then you're susceptible to a red card. I mean, I, I, I think I've got a problem. It's not. I don't think it's excessive force. I think it looks worse than it is, and I think. I, 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 it's because it's not. It's because it's not a challenge. I'm a bit thrown off by this one. Um, and I mean, I can see, I can see why you'd be screaming for a red card. Certainly, if I'd done that against my team, I'd be screaming for a red card. Um, but I'm trying to be devil's advocate here because I'm not, I'm not 100 percent convinced. I can almost see why Rangers have appealed it. And this, I know they appeal well, they Jack cards win. all the time, and he always seems right. to win them. But I think in this case, he might have a case. It'll be interesting to see what comes out of it. Well, he's got um, Bill Lecky to defend him as well because apparently it was Stephen May's fault that that challenge happened. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's, it's not. It's, it's not May's fault anymore that it's like anything else. I mean, it's just yeah, there's no way it's May's fault. I mean, May's yeah. an unfortunate aspect of it, and uh, he's obviously he's the one that's taking the sore one. Um, but I mean, at best, it's an accident. At worst, I, I don't. I don't see it as malicious, and I think that's the problem I've got with. Yeah, I don't think it was necessarily malicious, but I think, as I say, the kind of studs are showing then it is a red card. Um, however, at that point, you then think maybe we'll get back into the game. Uh, if not, get a point, win the game, and then just switch off. Candy uh, ask can actually come on for Pena to kind of change Rangers' shape slightly, whereby they went to basically four banks of four, two banks of four. Uh, quite maybe again clever by Marty because uh, you would think they would maybe be on a more defensive minded player but they never and then Candia sets up the the goal for Windus yeah, just again defence switched off yeah there was a few problems with defence um, with that goal um, Windus finished it very well um, I don't think I think Logan switched off at one point and then by the time he realised Windus is behind him um, but it's all come from left hand side again the uh, it was just it was just a poor, poor goal to lose. Um, and then you're up against it, even against 10 men in the way that we were playing, we were up against that. Um, but credit young Frank Ross, great free kick. Um, yeah. You know, 
he oh, showed a, a few yep. flashes. Mm-hmm. I don't I think he's a white player, but he did an alright job there. Considering. Yeah, I don't know enough about him to be honest because I've not seen enough uh, youth team under twenty football. Um, but yeah, it was certainly a good goal. He, he showed promise with them um, with his runs, but um, it was then a lot of huff and puff. I thought Rangers defended quite comfortably for most of the game. Honest, we think the only chance of any sort we created after that was the cross that Rooney should have got his head on. Um, I think Greg Stewart had one. He kind of swung it by the post. Mm-hmm. But we, yeah, we never put enough. We never get the ball into the box enough. We were too slow in possession. Mm-hmm. Just so disappointing. Yeah. Um, I and you think as well. I mean, I don't know whether if I would think Wednesday's result certainly had an impact on the crowd on Sunday. Uh, the result on Sunday, I think, will have an impact now on future crowds. In terms of folk, will just be like, what, what's happened here? Because um, we, we should. I think we should be. At least I picked up some kind of points in these games. Yeah. yeah. As for this bit, you know, the run's been. It's no coincidence, really, that in the last six weeks since um, Pedro was sacked, that Aberdeen's form has read played seven, uh, won two, and lost four. Yeah. You know, and three of those defeats at home as well. It's not. It's not good. Um, there needs to be clarification this week as to what's happened. We've got a game in three days' time, or. Um, by the time um, this recording's finished, um, no, we need to know what's happening before this game on Friday because that's not going to be an easy game given. I know we'll talk about it later, but Dundee on, on the back of a couple of good wins, so yeah. we need to have a, a team that's focused and a manager that's focused. Do you not think it will be happening now? The fact that everything that's going on, what McInnes? Yeah, I, I think it's inevitable that he's going. I hope I'm. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but the same. But even if he does stay, what's the reaction of the fans going to be anyway? There is a bit, kind of mixed after kind of Sunday. Certainly, some folk were saying I'll drive him to Ibrox. Uh, yeah. Possibly a bit harsh based on what he's done before. But I'm, can, I'm can, he win, can he win the fans back on side? No, it's a, it's a difficult situation. I think what needed to have happened with hindsight, and I know they were trying their best to say that he was committed. But he was also trying to leave the door open for Rangers. Maybe that was a bad move. Maybe what he should have said was, no, I'm not going to Rangers. I'm not interested in Rangers' job. And that would have been the end of it. But um, there's, a lot, of, there's all, a lot of rumours going about as to the fact that deal is possibly done. It's just a matter, you know, matter of the compensation being agreed. And I, I don't know what to believe, to be honest. There's just been too much going on in the last six weeks. It just needs sorted. But do we think as well he's been tapped up? Yes. I don't think there's a doubt so, he's been tapped up. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then Rangers surely would, should suffer a penalty for that. They should, but, but they it's won't. Proven it. Yeah, because that's the thing, it's, it's a very difficult What's, thing to prove, and you'll find that nobody at Rangers has actually done any tapping up, it's all their pals in the media. Yeah. Yeah. But then why are the media but, not yeah. telling the SFA, etc., you know, but... Obviously, they want to keep their pals, especially the BBC, um, you know, because they want to warm their way back into Ibrox. Yeah, which isn't going to happen, but they've got enough ex Rangers players to do the job anyway of the club because they just all say the same thing anyway. So, right. Doesn't yeah, matter if they went back into Ibrox. If he, if he does go, um, I think the, there will be um, a lot of good candidates interested in the Aberdeen job. Um, you know, if you think that Kilmarnock will be able to attract Steve Clark and guys who've managed in England English Premier League can come up here and Aberdeen can certainly attract someone so I'm not overly worried if he goes but at the same time um, it would be a blow because he has done well in the last four and a half years but I suppose at this stage as we're recording it's not over yet but it needs to be sorted yeah. soon I've seen someone turn in cheek say why don't Aberdeen go for Graham Murphy seen as he outsmarted these last few games <laughs> As long as it ain't Alan Stubbs. Uh, no. Uh, one Stubbs name I did see mentioned was Neil Lennon. Um, I think Neil Lennon's probably quite happy at Hibs and maybe mm, even thinks yeah. he can do something there with them. He's, yeah, got, a of, he's got a bit of a history with Aberdeen fans as well. It's, it has, it has. Rather unlikely. <laughs> yeah, I think so as well. It's just yeah. one of those names that's been thrown in there. But, uh, but yeah, at the moment, Derek is still manager of Aberdeen, so... You never know. It'd be lovely if he then turns around and says no. 
Because you're thinking they're up by it as well. Uh, well, he said, he said he did so on Sunday after the game in terms of speculation. But Rangers are maybe clever again in terms of they're asking the club and probably then in the hope Aberdeen refused permission. But then McKenna said, "But I want to talk to them." And no matter what, the Aberdeen board's not going to come out with this looking well if he does go. Because mm-hmm. you can say, "I did." There's a release clause and all that. Oh, all that, but. Effectively, you're almost inviting offers in a way. But yeah. disappointed anyway, whatever happens. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, that's what we're, st- we're talking and maybe still there, but we should probably move on. Uh, either a game midweek, repeat of the League Cup final, or the in Celtic. Aye, and it was almost the end of the unbeaten run. It was indeed. And and how, how fitting would it have been if the unbeaten run had come to an end? Because Celtic did it himself. <laughs> an own goal through Lustig and a pretty soft fill we have to admit um, but Celtic got out again um, I know Motherwell put statements out after the game um, mumping the morning about decisions and stuff but to be honest still more penalty for me um, yeah, McGregor gets there first and gets bundled over he's going nowhere it's a stupid challenge but it's a penalty yeah, at first I thought it was it was never a penalty. You saw the first angle. Um, see, I, did, I couldn't really see made it. the most of it. But then and they showed that replay from behind the Motherwell goals, and then yeah. Um, yeah, it was clear that it's a push. It's, it was it was a challenge that the boy didn't need to make, um, and especially that stage of the game. But yeah, it just needs to keep him going the way he's going because he's not going anywhere. He's going away for goal, and it's been a good uh-huh. save just before it for um, probably the, the the man that's shown in these three. This triple header between Celtic and Motherwell, Trevor Carson, Motherwell goalkeeper. That's what, he's, that's what he's been terrific in all three games. I mean, I know yeah. obviously there was a lot more goals scored in the weekend there, but um, no, nah, I mean certainly in this game he, he had a good few saves. He had a good few saves in the cup final as well. Um, good keeper, well impressed. Uh, so he can mm-hmm. hold his head high, but um, he didn't stand a chance with that penalty because it was top corner stuff. Takes a a confident man to do that, and I haven't said that very much about Scott Sinclair recently. Yeah, I think in the penalty incident, even Michael Stewart initially, he was like, yeah, definite penalty, and actually came out and said, no, it was a penalty. It's only Michael Stewart that changed his mind. Yeah. I mean, so, I, th- it's, I have to credit the, guy, the the referees, because in the, the cup final, the the referee was right up to play. In the, the midweek game, the referee was right up to play. They, all, they both had great angles of the, the penalty yeah. incidents, so... You can't really criticise him for that much. There was there wasn't too much you have to talk about in that midweek game because Motherwell gave a good account of himself, but <clears throat> I'm not sure they did enough to get the win. And certainly, like I said, it was it was Celtic put the ball in the run there. It wasn't just Motherwell scored. Maybe um, a case of talking more about the game on Saturday. Celtic made such changes and yet had doubles. Yeah, I mean, to win against that, that's the thing. They made six changes, but it's not as if it was six outlandishly left field changes. I mean, it was like the Edward was probably the the biggest surprise, and yet he was the man that got three goals. And Johnny Hayes. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Johnny Hayes the other one, but I mean, the other ones are all kind of players that have played a good few amount of games for Celtic in the, the kind of run so far. So. I don't think it was six makes it sound like it was bigger changes than it was I think um, but no um, Edward has, has, has been quietly playing away in the, behind the scenes and, and took his chance well uh, first goal was good instinct um, probably beaten by the, the, goal, the, the third goal for instinct because he, he kind of knew the defender was going to make a mess here um, and he was there yeah, he, made a, he made a tape of himself didn't he, he yes a total tape defender himself. made a tape of himself <laughs> Um, Is that a Christmas cracker joke's rolled out already? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like Celtic 2-0 up, uh, full of reserve in the first half, probably, th- th- there was an odd incident where Rodgick seemed to have scored, and then like, it took forever for it to be rolled out for offside, as if the linesman had watched the replay on the telly. <laughs> I saw a few accusations of that one. Um, because, I mean, the flag never went up, Celtic had celebrated, the music had finished at the stadium. I think the announcer was announced to go when it got ruled off. Uh, probably the right decision, though. I'm got, I mean, I know we don't have official video evidence in the, the, the Scottish League, but if that's what it was, then 
somebody needs a slap on the wrist, but it kind of proves it's working. Um, it was tight. I mean, I don't think it was miles offside, but um, I think it probably was just off. So, um, fake decision there. Um, Mullow did get it back to 2-1. Um, surprisingly, I thought it was a well-worked goal. Uh, certainly were a bit of sleep. But, full credit to Mullow for taking it, but I think that was really their only real threat. Uh, and then, what, Forrest came off the bench, scored a couple of goals himself. Uh, he's up to double figures for the season for the first time in his Celtic career. Not bad, considering it's only December. But, uh, yeah, he's, um, he's a player that sums, sums up the um, improvement under Brendan Rodgers. No, absolutely. That was a guy who was probably on his way out of Celtic and he just turned him around. Um, so much so when Patrick Roberts eventually gets fit again, he's going to find it difficult getting the team the way Forrest is playing. Yeah. And he's adding a lot more to his game. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, one thing I've noticed as well was the fact he's cutting him his left foot now as well. He's scoring goals with his left foot and right foot. Mm-hmm. So he's adding that to his game as well. So it's making def- it hard for defenders because you don't know which way he's going to go. So he's going to go outside, inside. Yeah. I, th- I think the, 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 you touched on it. The Patrick Roberts thing is probably the disappointing thing because uh, he's got about for three months. He's away back to Man City to get treatment. and um, it, it just hasn't got going this season, unfortunately, this, after all the... The push we had to get him in the summer, so uh, he's going to be missing for a while. I know, like obviously, December's a busy period. They were off for most of January, so he should be back for sometime in February for lucky. Um, but I guess that remains to be seen. Good bad to Edward as well, though. Uh, that's in four goals in the league and an average of sixty-six minutes per goal. Pretty good record. Not bad at all, yeah. But aye, that was uh, Motherwell pumped. Uh, don't Google Motherwell pumped because you probably end up some kind of pornographic website. Um, it's also 67 domestic games unbeaten for Celtic now, which does take them past uh, any doubt over the Willie Mealy uh, record because he had 62 league games plus two Glasgow Cup plus two Charities Cup, which mattered back in the late 1917. But uh, that was 66 in that case, so that's um, 67 for Celtic. And uh, next up, it's, it's a burning at the weekend. See, going back to the minutes per goal thing, who do you think, apart from Celtic players this season, has the best uh, minutes per goal? They shout the top scorers in the league. Um, I say, and when I'm saying that, I'm saying top maybe 15 or so. Michael O'Halloran, maybe? Oh, he was injured for a while. Who do you think, John? Um, pass. <laughs> Carlos Pena. Really? Yeah, 106 minutes per goal. In the league. Which was aye, a bit of a surprise, I thought as well. But I'm, I'm just glad they're not playing Motherwell anymore because I was getting kind of fed up with that, to be honest. Well, you need to play them again at some point, but I... Aye, but New Year, that's fine. We'll have a bit of a break now. You always get these periods where two sides meet each other like, so often um, at the one time. Like, remember the Celtic and Dundee Rangers United. in 2011? And oh, aye, I think aye. they played five times in like, um, two months. And oh, then, I hated that. I remember on Livingston and Aberdeen back in 2004. I remember that. They played seven times in the one season and I think four of them were in the month of March. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the record I remember was playing Dundee United four times in a row. Because the first game was the Scottish Cup and it was one each at Tannadice and then it went to a replay which happened to fall in the, the same period as the League Cup final and the League game. So it was across three competitions as well. But uh, certainly came out top all, all three of them which was good. Yeah, so I'll have to talk about probably up the high end of the league's Hibernian, Pips. Yep, quietly getting on with things. Another uh, win for Hill, but it was a bit of a. It was one of those games where I was maybe could have scored more, but didn't. And really, the goal they got was a bit of a, a bit of a lucky one. Yeah, I think um, we see the Michael Shooter, Stephen Thompson said the keeper could have done better, but I don't know. In fact, it was Thompson that said that. I don't know how it's right in the corner. <laughs> um, he's not expecting his own player to touch it, but. It just yeah. probably sums up Thistle's luck in their four points of drift now, but in Hibs, on the other hand, are just a point behind both Rangers and Aberdeen now, so, so they're making a good fight for second place. And that's the kind of result they need to start getting more of if they are going to overhaul ourselves in Rangers, because it's draws with likes of Hamilton and losing to Hamilton. 
um, and draws at home to Dundee that, uh, or away to Dundee sorry that's been costing them so far yeah they have had a pretty nice run of form just now but yeah Partick Thistle again we kind of said back when they signed Story and Salmon we thought that might have helped them in terms of getting goals but yeah struggling pretty badly there yeah, Story scored twice and Salmon, I don't even think he's hit, hit the net yet, so um, a bit fishy there. Yeah, not helped as well, but obviously Dundee uh, picking up two wins as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've, they've suddenly turned themselves around. I mean, there was even a rumour at one point there. <laughs> was that yesterday that Neil McCann went for the Rangers job? Yeah. <laughs> he went from 40 to 1 to 92. How, how on earth did that happen? Um, but credit to them. I mean, um, he kept saying that they've been playing well, but they've just not been getting the breaks in the last couple of games. They've managed to get the wins that they needed. And Mark O'Hara again, another fine strike. Yeah. Continue um, getting left off, yeah. Yeah, and little bit too, he never scores. Um, Happens, it's no, never. Um, I think he was helping the goalkeeper this time, uh, made his mind up from, but it was instinctive, yeah. uh, a good finish. But yeah, Dundee clearly a better team there, totally deserved it. No doubt about it. And yeah, they play Aberdeen that so mm-hmm. Friday, <laughs> is that Friday night? Oh, okay, Friday night. So we want to say about the DI. Pretty much. We don't give him any more credit or that. Oh no, I'm not doing that, no. <laughs> how, how much more credit can you give a team that's won two games in a row? Well, at least they're maybe showing a wee bit of fight there. Can I change? Yeah, well, I've just yes. said that they've, they've done well to turn it around the last couple of games. It's, it's interesting at the bottom of the league, because like, that win, this one's starting to get a wee bit of drift, which isn't great for them. Uh, but the next uh, three teams are all 15 points, Hamilton are 17, St Johnston and Hearts are 18, so I'm very tight, they're three points separating six dollars. Yeah, Hearts better be careful um, <laughs> with their, their form, six games without a win. Can we talk about Hearts this um, game? Can we <laughs> talk <laughs> about Hearts? Uh, right, this is the one I was looking com- forward to. The comedy show. The comedy show. The, uh, the boy earlier on finished work and he said, Aye. I don't know why, uh, Dad, but uh, I think Hearts might be in trouble. I was like, what kind of trouble? I mean, on the pitch, off the pitch. <laughs> what a comedy show, eh? Mm-hmm. Where do we start? Well, I started pre-match when Craig Levine decided to have a go at Michael Stewart. Yep. Um, which has probably been coming, to be fair. Um, but it probably would have been better to wait after the game if Hearts had won and then say, you know, where's your criticism now? But... <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, he came out in sports scene Sunday and basically said, look, well, I stand by my criticism because if you need to start winning games, if you really want to answer that criticism, that's how you do it. And he's absolutely yeah. spot on. Because they're not, that's mm-hmm. it. As you say, six games out of win. Yeah, they had the initial spell when he took over that they did all right, but yeah, they've been chronic since then. Mm-hmm. Again, Lafferty on the bench, wouldn't they? Yeah, it's a, a weird one. I, I, think, I, I thought I heard something on Sunday that he had a bug. In a book. The one thing that did surprise me is that Lafferty was actually the, one of the peacemakers. The whole Austin McPhee incident. The Gallagher, he was actually holding Gallagher back. Yeah, I think he started to melt, to be fair, Kyle Lafferty. But oh, Paul Gallagher, I thought he was ready to go and uh, kill Scondras. He was really ready to go. For <laughs> um, but the, that, that incident with McPhee and McKinnon, that was. That was a nothing thing. I mean, mm. no, the way Craig Levine described it was rugby tackle. Well, it was probably the worst rugby ca- tackle I've ever seen because I think they tripped each other up. I don't get it because it looked to me like McPhee grabbed at, uh, McKinnon. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand why he's been sent to the stand, McPhee. Uh, much as it was a bit petulant, uh, mm-hmm. not giving him the ball or that, but certainly I don't think it's deserving of a red card. I don't know if yeah. there was any, maybe something's, something's happened afterwards in the aftermath. Uh, where Pike's been given the red card, but no. I, I, I don't, what I don't, I, and this is where I agree with uh, Craig Levine, I don't get how McPhee gets punished for it, but McKinnon doesn't. So we're both at it. Took the words out of my mouth. I don't think anything should have happened to two of them, but you're right, um, if they were going to take action against one, they should take action against the other. But I think the only thing I can say is that Bob Mann's probably thought, well, McPhee starts it by holding the ball away from McKinnon, putting it behind his back, and McKinnon's just trying to get the ball back off him, so that's the only justification I can see where Madden's come from but I think just a quick word to say no just leave it at that just no more and just go on with the game 
Um, but it just made Hamilton um, grow stronger. I know they were up against 10 men. It was a correct sending off as well. Um, yeah, but Hamilton went on to dominate Brad. the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Hamilton dominated the game and could have won it. But for McLaughlin, he played very well. Yeah. I want to say Hamilton now six games unbeaten. Yeah. <laughs> After losing the previous six. There's some run, isn't it? So. Mm-hmm. Templeton looks sharp again. I think he's made a difference to them. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But they need Very to keep impressive. him fit. Aye, they need to keep him fit. But that's always been Templeton's problem. But he's getting a good run just now, so Hamilton should appreciate um will enjoy it whilst he's doing it because he's making a big difference to him. Yeah, I think the thing is well though at the other end, they're actually not losing silly goals like they were earlier in the season as much. They've kind of tightened things up there as well, so credit to Karen there. Doing good. Ed, St Johnson, though, continue their miserable form. Yeah, and, and weirdly, Kilmarnock continue their better away form than home form. <laughs> yes. I don't know what Liam Craig was doing in the post there for the first goal. Um, just completely miskicks it. Aye, if someone's in the back post, his job is just to boot that away and he failed miserably to do that. Um, but yeah, come on, six games unbeaten away now as well. Yeah, did, did I hear something along the lines of come on that might be looking at getting grass instead of the artificial pitch? Because I don't think Steve Clark's that impressed. I don't know, I've seen that. They might do it during the winter break. But how are they going to get that grass to grow during the winter? I wonder that, I know. See, see the Dutch stuff, that's great for growing. You can grow that really quickly. Speaking from personal experience, are we, John? <laughs> no, I, I, went, I did a stadium tour at Newcastle, and actually they do use Dutch grass. Yeah. I suppose like grass imported from Holland, but yeah, obviously there was the, the wee cyber, but that, that's what they actually use, they said. They use the, or, or maybe even the lighting as well, for growing it. It would certainly help them, because that pitch is awful. Yeah, but as Chris Boyd says, I mean they play in um, an Astro Tough at Hamilton and win games there, so it, it must be a psychological thing at Rugby Park. Um, but maybe if they change it, it might it, it might help. We don't know, but um, I think they've got three of the next fours at home, so they'll need to um, try and go over that home form quickly, because um, they can't just keep running their away form all the time. But they're in a good run, and they've played some of the. I think they've played everyone in the, uh, the top six of last season um, and managed to get points. So they're doing all right away from home. Probably should have, probably should have won more comfortably as well, Kilmarnock, I would say. Brophy probably had a, an, easier, an easier chance later on when they tried to round Clark and didn't quite manage to. Do you think Tommy Wright's time's um, nearing a conclusion there? Depends what happens with McInnes, I think. I think uh, there's a chance he could be the, the next Aberdeen manager. I think he's more likely to go to Northern Ireland, to be honest. You think? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll end up at Aberdeen. Um, We've got, I know, we never, I don't think we mentioned it, but one other name I have mentioned was uh, Gordon Strachan. What do you think of that? Ah, uh, Petodre? Yes. don't know if he likes Aberdeen players, that's a problem. I know, that's, that yeah. was my thought when I read it as well. Does it, can you remember where Aberdeen is? Certainly could name it Scotland. He'd have to buy a completely new squad so he didn't pick any of them. <laughs> Would they be adverse to that one happening? Um, or somebody else, we forgot to mention about the Aberdeen game, um, the, the celebrity fan tweeting a picture. Oh, Timmy, Timmy Mallet with his pie. Yeah, yeah. I knew we'd mention it at some point. I was going to bring it up at the end if we didn't. But, um, that's, right. A macaroni pie, though. Yeah. Come on, Timmy. Uh, a macaroni pie's alright. I like a macaroni pie. Oh, see, I've tried them a few times. I like, I like macaroni. Right, my big... Big pasta fan, love my Italian food. Like a pie, they don't quite go together. I don't. I, no. Maybe, maybe I've just not had a nice macaroni pie. Maybe I need to get a really nice one, and oh, I'll change my mind. I can't stand macaroni, so no macaroni pie is nice to me. I should say as well, I do not have a ball for either game. Not have any food actually either game. Nothing at all. So I can't report any pies. But I think that's going to pass experience because I'm 
I've never really been that keen to play the and I, I don't think I've ever bought through the iBits to be fair. No, neither have I. Yeah. The Pitaldi ones are alright. I don't think they're a standard, but no, I've never had any at iBrox. Yeah, who, who was Timmy Wallace? Was Timmy Wallace supporting Aberdeen? He looks like he was in Aberdeen end. Well, he was th- that was taken up at the Maitland end. Um, I think the story I've read is that he's, um, his brother's based up there. Right, okay. Um, he's up visiting him. Um, <laughs> St- Stevie Mallet. <laughs> Stevie. <laughs> Damn. Um, so, yeah, I So, Timmy Mallet, I'm a, a somewhat Aberdeen fan. Who would have thought it? He needs a better choice of pie, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I'm offering him. Is he, is he maybe a vegetarian? Oh, that's a thought. Could be that. So, thinking around about where they want it, we've managed to cover all the games, haven't we? From yeah. the weekend. I think so, aye. Yeah. We've just got. The one game from earlier this evening. Is that starting oh, Elvin L? Peter had one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rearranged fixture. It was in our charity bit. Yes, it was indeed. So, that, was, that was an important fixture. Oh, did we not go for starting Elvin though? <laughs> we did, yeah. So yeah. I would have been stuck Thank goodness for that. No, I think we're opening another one now away, man. Uh, in this case, Anderlecht, which um, <sighs> it's immediately just before this game, so I'm still kind of processing that a lot watched, but it was another disappointing game by Celtic as far as I could see. Um, the first half was just rotten. <laughs> Too many Celtic players make mistakes. Craig Gordon, good few saves. I mean, I'll give him credit because he's probably due it. But um, I think it said it all that half-time came and Brendan Rodgers made two subs. That <laughs> During the break, that's almost unheard of for him. Um, Scott Sinclair was one of the men that went off, um, and he just hadn't really clicked at all. Again, I said earlier, his, his penalty at Motherwell was, uh, was confidently taken, but it's not often I've been able to say he's been confident this season. Um, uh, I, but the, I think the key was when Celtic made these subs, is, and Cham was probably Celtic's best player, and he was one of the two guys that came on. Um, he came on for Armstrong um, Rodjick was the only one that came on for Sinclair um, Rodjick I thought was more effective than Sinclair but I don't think he was he was outstanding I, I, it's kind of hard for anybody to be outstanding to be honest um, Dembele seemed to keep losing his footing that didn't help I'm not sure if he's not quite fit or he just had the wrong boots on or what but um, we eventually replaced him with um, the hat trick hero for the weekend Edward who seemed to be right he started Edward Mm. After again, maybe or I think you'd have hard pushed. I, mean, I, I think given if Dembele was fit, I don't want Dembele to start. I can't say anything else about that one. Um, but um, I mean, uh, I think the, the, it was disappointing the, the, the goal because it was one of the ones that got deflected enough by uh, Shimonovic. He later on had a decent chance at the other end where he had a lovely touch, a lovely turn, and fired over a bar, unfortunately. But um, that nah, was on, on the one hand. Certainly, they should have done better and should have made it easier on himself. <clears throat> um, Anderlecht, a lot better than the Bear when we played them in, in Bru- uh, Brussels. Brussels? Is it Brussels they're from? Brussels, yeah. yeah. They had the majority, majority of possession anyway, which is yeah, unusual for a lot of teams playing against Celtic. It's kind of hard to criticise Celtic. I mean, I do think they made it a lot more difficult for themselves than it should have been, but ultimately, the aim here was not to get humped. They haven't been humped, they've lost 1 0. They finished the three points in the group, but they finished ahead of Anderlecht, so they drop into Europa League. Now, I said when John was asking about what our goals were for our, our teams in one of his blogs earlier in the season, but I, what, I, what I really wanted was Celtic in Europe after Christmas, ideally through the Champions League group stages. I forgot exactly what I wanted. So, from that perspective, it's probably progress. But I think the disappointing yeah. thing is there's been too many games this season in the Champions League group stages, which just reminded me of how poor we were last season. The Bayern Munich game is probably the one standout because we did play well that night. A couple of mistakes, um, which cost us goals. In fact, it's probably the one mistake because I still think the second goal they got was just well played. Um, goal take centre kind of thing. The, the first one was a mistake. If we'd cut that out, maybe we got something for the game. 
Um, it's interesting. I'm just it. I'm reading the words for Brendan Rodgers after the game, and he's saying things like some of these players have a long way to go to call themselves players at this level. That's pretty harsh coming from him. He's very rarely that negative about his own players. Is that maybe a way of saying to the board, look, you need to back me a bit more? I don't know. It's maybe something to do with man management, but it could be looking for players uh, of of higher quality. I mean, Boyata, um, he's the one that made the mistake against Bayern Munich. He only made that one mistake. He made plenty tonight. It was three or four times he just gave the ball away and put us under pressure. The thing is, Celtic are going to need more quality um, getting into it. Um, yeah. The Europa League because they're coming up against teams like even like the likes of Arsenal in the competitions just now, AC Milan's in the competitions just now. Yeah. Atletico Madrid have dropped into it. Um, uh, Napoli might drop it. Drop, yeah, there's, there's, some, there's some good teams there. Uh, to be honest, I think if Celtic play like they did tonight and if it, like they have in most of the Champions League group stages, they're going out in the last 32. Forget even talking about going any further. It'll be a, mm-hmm. a two legged affair, then that's you for the, another season. We need to improve. That much is clear. I think the problem comes again, and it's been the same the last few seasons, doesn't seem to spend the money until you've qualified for the Champions League. And maybe by then, certain players have maybe improved the squad side, whatever, uh, or been snapped up by other people. I wouldn't even agree with that, because most of our outlay went in LFA and Champ. And we got him in fairly early, he helped us get to the Champions League group stages, and he was only on the bench tonight, and he came on to be our best player. So it's not as if we can't say we haven't invested. Have you invested enough? That's probably the argument. I think we, we put a lot of eggs in one basket with Patrick Roberts. It's been unfortunate that he was been injured for this game, but ultimately, I think the biggest problem is what from day one was that we didn't strengthen the defence. Yeah. We, we, we've had trouble at the back keeping players fit. We've had trouble in the striking department keeping players fit. Um, we're into December now. I still haven't seen Sviatchenko since the qualifying against Rosenberg when he got injured. Um Semenovic and Boyata have both been out injured during that period as well. We cannot keep players fit for long enough. And it's just, it, that itself means we should be strengthening that position. Yeah. The thing with Semenovic is he can't play two games in a week. Um, so there's a problem there. You can't. His season's always going to be stop-start. Yeah. Boyata, and that, that disrupts your central defence because what you want is a, is a pairing that play together game after game after game so that they develop that yeah, intuition between and Boyata gives the ball away far too much I mean there's a reason why teams stand off him when he's in possession because they know he's prone to give it away and a lot of that the night he was doing it I think yeah that was, it, was, it was not a great game for Boyata at all um, so I'd like say Again, we, no, we looked better when the jam came on in the second half we got forward to get a few chances more the likes of Tierney and Forrest were getting better going forward but it's just it's, there's too many of these games where there's too many mistakes and it just puts you under pressure all the time. Do you think t- tonight, Chris, the problem with Celtic's mentality was because they knew they didn't have to um, do anything other than keep the score down below three and Possibly. you were fine? Whereas if you knew you had to win the game tonight, it would have been a different mentality. I mean, I think, yeah. I think when you know you don't have to win, the mentality changes. Yeah, I, I, I'm... I was almost glad that at one point that this game came down to we just needed to make sure we didn't get humped because then also because almost became a case of let's just win the game as if it's any normal game because it's not really too much pressure on us for that but the, the way they went out tonight it just it did look like um, they were going through the motions at times and they were trying to go through the motions and it wasn't quick enough at this level because Anderlecht were well up for it Anderlecht seemed to tire at the end I think that probably helped us Did you see that interview though with the Anderlecht head coach where they came the airport but he basically he was asked oh Jen you can do it all that and he was basically no we can't do it I thought it was a bit of yeah I thought it was a bit of reverse psychology I must admit I think that was the kind of thing he was trying to lull Celtic into a full sense of security Um, and maybe it worked but unfortunately it turned out to be right because there was a a few good saves for Craig Gordon but I don't Anderlecht never really looked like they were going to get three goals Um, and I mean they the SPL Stats Twitter account was tweeting earlier that of like 20-odd games that uh, Scottish teams have played at home to Belgians have only lost four, but it's now five. But none of them had been by any more than two goals. Uh, and Celtic had only lost like, by three goals or more on four occasions in Europe, and two of them at PSG. <laughs> there's been UV and AC Milan, so it was, like, it's not as if it, was, it was just anybody who'd been losing at home. So it never really, like, it never, like the stats said it was never on. Anderlecht seemed to think it was never on and when you looked at it 
even I don't his performance, never really seen it to be on. But that doesn't excuse Celtic going out there and giving the ball away again and and, and not really creating enough and slipping over the place like Dembele was and it's just there's something not quite right about when Celtic play in Europe at the moment. I don't know if it's a mentality thing or if it's it's, I still think they need a bit more protection way. in midfield. I think they go too attacking. Mate, I mean, it could be. I mean, certainly the, the defence gets put under a lot more pressure in Europe than it does in domestic games. Um, and maybe you need that defensive protection, but... I, mean, I, I, I don't really come away for these games thinking, you know what, I wish Scott Brown had played better. Because <laughs> he's usually the one that protects the, the, the back four. Aye, but I think when you're playing against a kind of higher quality opposition, you need a bit more than that in midfield. Yeah, I think, I mean, tonight... You can I, just rely like, on one player. Stuart Armstrong was hooked after 45 minutes, deservedly so, because he was just not in the races at all tonight. Um, and again, Scott Sinclair was more of an attacking threat, but um, again, it just wasn't working for him. Um, again, it's, it's weird, that, uh, and Cham seems to be seen as this defensive midfielder, and yet he's sometimes a better, best attacking option in games. Is he maybe more kind of... Box the box though that he can do both jobs. I think so. I think he's he's got that in him, um, and certainly he's been able to do it at European level as well as uh, domestic level. So Possib- I, possibly I, as well, the fact he's been in and out of the team, he's maybe trying to do too much going forward. Maybe. I don't know. But you're still in Europe anyway. And if yeah, you, yeah. Ma- ma- if wait, you I said the, the concern is. I don't think it's going to be for too long unless things change. Um, but I mean, if you if you'd offer me this at the start, of, what, even the start of July, I'd have thought I had terrific. Got a, the Champions League money. We're into the the last thirty-two in the Europa League. Europe after Christmas to look forward to. That's an improvement of last season. On the face of it, it does sound that way, but I think it's just it almost feels like the only reason we're in the Europa League this season and we weren't last season is because Anderlecht weren't as good as Borussia Mönchengladbach and Gladbach were last season. I can't. Yeah, I can't quite shake that feeling. Well, I would agree with that. Um, I think you've lost five games, which is more than you lost last season. But then yeah. you've won one more than you won last season. Um, but you've conceded more goals. Um, but you've improved the placing. So yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not overly concerned about the losing goals thing because most of them were Paris Saint Germain. We lost too many stupid mistakes. But I mean, Paris Saint Germain have been thumping other teams as well. They lost tonight. Which was, I wasn't expecting. But I mean, it didn't quite do enough to get top spot, but um, it was still an hard defeat. I think they were looking for the, the 6 out of 6. So. Never quite got it. Uh, should we move on to predictions? Or anything else you want to cover before predictions? No, I think we've covered everything that's to talk about. Uh, sh- mentioned earlier, Friday night, we've got Dundee against Aberdeen. Um, Dundee are 33 to 10. The draw is fourteen to five, and Aberdeen are eight to eleven. Chris, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens the rest of the week with the, the managerial disruption of Aberdeen. So, um, Dundee might be the most stable of the two teams in this. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a, a bit of a shock in this game. Whether I'm going to predict the Dundee eagle, I don't think so. Um, but I'm probably going one all. Say, John. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Desmond for this one. Um, I'm, but I'm not. If anyone's gonna win, my my thoughts are that I think Dundee will right now because I'm just not confident at the moment. But hopefully, proves on what my prediction, Desmond. Yeah, it's unlike me, but I'm gonna go for a draw as well. Yeah, the uncertainty and everything like that. You never know. Because I, 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 I don't think we'll have a new manager on my Friday, so. We'll have heard as well. A lot of Rangers fans say because does score, they wouldn't want Tony Docker to there as assistant. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a few. I don't uh, think he's Rangers fans want McInnes to be fair. Well, um, Saturday there's four games: Hearts against Motherwell. Hearts eleven to ten. Draw is twelve to five. Motherwell are nine to four. I think Motherwell are a pretty nice price there. I know they've backer. Three losses, but uh, John, they're not quite in the back of three losses because they drew with Celtic um, in one of them. But um, no, I think we'll all well, win I this game. 
Yeah, I think we'll all win this. I think they'll win two win. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. I think we'll all two 0 Yeah, I'm going to go two one one well. Uh, Rangers Ross County Rangers forty eleven draws nineteen to five and Ross County thirteen to two. Chris, uh, Owen Crow seems confident of bouncing back at Ibrox, but um, I think Rangers are probably hitting a better form there. I think they'll they'll be buoyant after getting into the second spot, and I think they'll continue the the run. Um, so I will say. 2-0 Rangers. So they'll get the three in a row. Finally. For the first John. time in a year. Murray's yeah. farewell present. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, I think Rangers will win this as well, get their three in a row. Um, and I think they'll go 3-1. Yeah, I'll go for 2-1 to Rangers. Um, Hamilton St. Johnson. Hamilton 17 to 10, the draw is 94, and St Johnson 64. John? Uh, I'm going to go with Hamilton to continue their unbeaten run and win 1 0. I will largely agree that Hamilton will continue their unbeaten run, but I might go 1 0. Yeah, I'm thinking 1 0 as well. Kamarnik uh, against Partick Thistle, big game there. Uh, Home team twenty three to twenty, draws twenty three to ten, and Thistle are nine to four. So Kamarik are straight at home, and then Thistle are generally not very good anywhere just now. Um, Chris, uh, I will. I'm going to back Kamarik to get their home win. I think it's going to be two one. Uh, John, um, I'm going to go with John this one. I'm going to go one each. Yeah, I'm thinking one each as well. And then, last up, on Sunday, Hibs against Celtic. Hibs are 21-4, to four, if you fancy them to end the unbeaten run. The draw is 17-5, and Celtic are 9-20. Chris? Well, let's see, Celtic are on 67, that magical number. They're up against Neil Lennon. Um, against a team that we've already played twice this season and it's been tricky both times. Let's give it a one it goes. I think uh, there's a good chance of Hibs could win this. Um, I can't predict it. I'll go 2 0. Have you ever predicted a Celtic loss, Jink? Um, I might have predicted in Europe, but I'm not sure if I've predicted a loss in domestic games. Uh, John? As tempted as I am to say that Hibs will win, um, Celtic tend to raise their game um, when they're under most pressure against the bigger sides, and I think Celtic will win 2 win. Someone's got to end it. 2-1 Hibs. I don't think any of us would be surprised if Hibs win this. No. Um, now, we did all pick Motherwell. Do we want to put him in a bit? At 9-4? Aye, go for it. Seeing as we've got a bit of leeway in terms of what we've won so far. Aye, I think so. So I reckon if we're going with them, we can just afford to pick one other team. I would say Montrose at home to Berwick, 4-5. Montrose are settings, Berwick's halfway down the league. Could be a shout, what's Montrose home form like? I imagine it's pretty good, but... What's Stenish Muir's home form like? Was they're, they're against the Iron Athletic, and it's 21-20. I think they're only just ahead of them by one point, aren't they? As I looked at that fixture, and I looked at the league table. Hmm. Um, chose home for is pretty decent. They've only lost one in the last six. Berwick away from home. They've won two. Who's at Stenhouse Muir, you said as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stenhouse Muir... Last seven games, one four, drawn one, lost two at home. Arden away. Arden's away record on eighth, one three, 
Moomtron 2 Lost 3 in the last 8. Ah, Moomtron 2. Scooby with Joe's. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because a tenner on that's 58 50. That's not bad. Aye, plus the, cert, the usual kind of candidates are maybe kind of too short irons, like 8 or 3 to 10, so many more are touching them. So, aye, 58 50 for the Eminem bet. Motherwell and Montrose. <laughs> what do you <laughs> mean, though? Um, first goal scorer, do we want to stick with air? In terms of being a home well, queen, yeah. I'd rather go elsewhere. I would, I would go back to Shankland, yeah. Right. I, I like okay. that theory. Happy enough for that. Oh. They are doing pretty well. Both strikers in pretty good form. Uh, odds will follow for that later in the week. Um, we'll probably have our usual last minute or we've forgotten to tweet the first goal scorer odds between us um, on WhatsApp. But aye, we'll get the odds out. Oh, a, I was trying to remember this week. I remember that went ten to three on Saturday when I was driving. <laughs> so I think that should conclude the podcast. We've had all the plenty of chat. We've had drink chat. We've had pie charts been back. We've had the ever go long going saga about Rangers manager and what's happening. So I think we've covered pretty much all bases, haven't we? Oh, no wrestlers, no wrestling chat, but we did have that in the Hearts game though. Ah, it was enough rest on already. That's is that well. Austin so McPhee's RKO. Yeah. Is that what I call this and, podcast uh, then? Austin McPhee RKO? Well, that, that should be a contender. There was also made a tape of himself. Uh, yep. And uh, Eminem, the Eminem oh, bit. Timmy Malik's pie. <laughs> there's, there's been a few. It could end up being the longest title ever. <laughs> uh, bye. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.